The United Nations, the World Health Organization, and Bill Gates of hell have a crazy plan to turn the UN into the global first responder in the event of a global emergency. Yeah, it's that crazy. Stay tuned and I'll tell you more. Welcome to another episode of Behind the Deep State. I'm your host, Alex Newman, senior editor at The New American Magazine. So the UN has this crazy new plan. They've been working on it for a while. Uh, they basically want to turn the UN into the uh, responder for global emergencies. And then they actually add that they might not even have to be global emergencies. We'll just be the ones in charge of emer- responding to emergencies if we say that we're the ones in charge. Uh, and they actually put this all on paper, believe it or not. They uh, released this document very coincidentally timed to uh, coincide with Bill Gates of Hell's op-ed in the New York Times. Uh, It's a very, very interesting op-ed. If you haven't seen it, uh, Bill Gates actually calls for a global health emergency corps that would be like the global fire department to respond to global emergencies. I mean, this is what he's saying in the New York Times. This was released in March. And, uh, What he says is that uh, we need more coordination to address international health emergencies. Um, You know, he says we can't have all these different fire departments with different uh, fittings and stuff. They all need to be working together. And he says this global health emergency corps could spring into action at a moment's notice when danger emerges. Uh, He goes on to say that the global health emergency corps will represent massive progress toward a pandemic free future. Hmm. He also said that if we want to avoid pandemics in the future, we just have to do what Australia did. Watch. Do you believe it's possible to prevent the next pandemic? Say again? Is it possible to prevent the next pandemic? Yes. If every country does what Australia did, then you wouldn't be calling it a pandemic. Uh... Yeah, we just have to do what Australia did. Give up all our freedoms, uh, build giant open air concentration camps, beat up pregnant women for not taking COVID vaccines and lock everybody in their houses for months at a time and force them to wear face diapers and take 57 boosters at 58 now. I don't know. Yeah, that sounds like a bad idea. And then Bill Gates concludes by saying, the question is whether we have the foresight to invest in that future now before it's too late. Bum, bum, bum. I'm sure you're scared. Uh, So, folks, this is what they are up to. Now, uh, the Secretary General of the United Nations, Mr. Antonio Guterres, uh, before he became the head of the UN, he was actually the leader of the Socialist International, the world's largest alliance of socialist and communist political parties. Uh, Many of these parties have the blood of millions of innocent human beings on their hands. So Antonio Guterres releases this crazy document. Um, It's called... Strengthening the international response to complex shocks, an emergency platform. Uh, And he goes into a lot of depth on this. Uh, I want to give you some uh, insights into what this document says, uh, among other things. Uh, He says in this document, it's uh, part of our common agenda documents. These are part of a a bigger plan that the U.N. is going to work on uh, later this year at the Summit for the Future. That'll be held in September of 2023, barring any more uh, international emergencies. But uh, Guterres says in the document that the challenge we face can only be addressed through stronger international cooperation. Uh, He says we need to strengthen global governance for current and future generations. Uh, Global governance, as you know, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, is just code for global government. So we need to strengthen global government. Um, And as you read through this document, you read, you realize that that is obviously what they're doing. Uh, He says that uh, these global 
global emergency protocols that they want to create would be triggered automatically when there are global crises, regardless of the type or nature of the crisis involved. So it's not just a global emergency health core. It's also a global emergency core to respond to anything and everything. Uh, they give you some examples of what they intend to respond to. Uh, I'll read you a few of them. Um, climate or environmental events. Ooh, environmental degradation. Oh, did you chop down some trees to build a farm? Did you um, maybe have a train derail? Well, that's going to cause UN intervention. Uh, pandemics, they say. Uh, accidental or deliberate release of biological agents like mm, COVID-19. Maybe uh, disruption in the flow of goods, people or finance. I mean, maybe if the U.S. decides to finally close off the southern border to stop the invasion, would that be a global emergency? We don't know. Uh, disruptions in cyberspace or even disruptions in global digital connectivity. A major event in outer space. No more details on that. And also unforeseen risk. So in other words, anything and everything could be a pretext for bringing in this global U.N. emergency response. Uh, they actually tell you specifically that these don't only have to be global emergencies, right? In the document, they say that uh, even crises uh, without global consequences might be eligible for this kind of UN intervention. Uh, and so they give you some insight into what this UN intervention would look like. The UN, under the leadership of Antonio Guterres or whatever communist, Marxist, Nazi uh, or Islamist ends up succeeding him, uh, they would convene national governments, the private sector, the civic society or civil society. These are basically George Soros front groups, Bill Gates front groups. Uh, so they would all come together. Experts, right? Uh, experts would come together as well. And so he goes on to say in this report that all of these participants, nations, national governments, civil society, companies, private sector experts, everybody would be uh, forced to recognize, quote, the primary role of intergovernmental organs. He's talking about U.N. agencies in decision making. Uh, well, that's cute, right? Uh, these intergovernmental organs uh, are, in many cases, run by actual members of the Chinese Communist Party, actual card-carrying members of the most murderous organization to have ever walked on this planet. Does it seem like a good idea to have a member of the CCP, again, the most murderous entity that has ever existed in human history, having the primary role in decision making? Um, yeah, I don't think so. Uh, that's, you know, just my opinion there. But uh, folks, this is what they're doing, right? And, and this document also comes alongside another document, also our common agenda, which means the Secretary General's agenda, uh, to start predicting the future. They want to have all this, they, they want to build a future lab. They want to have a global early response system where uh, they would warn everybody about things. Uh, they want to have all these future strategic things. And, and they're bringing together a lot of people like Johan Rockström, uh, we met him not too long ago on this program. He's the guy who said we need trillions of dollars to deal with man-made global warming. Watch. Number two is to put money on the table. I mean, this is, this is the time to, to truly fill up the Green Climate Fund. 100 billion is much too little. We know that we have to move into the trillions to help developing countries to accelerate the pathways towards decarbonizing their economies as well. And so there you go, folks. They want to be in charge of everything. They want trillions of dollars from you. And uh, Johan Rockström is a big part of this. Now, uh, he's also very closely affiliated with the World Economic Forum, which is a big part of this global emergency plan, this great reset that they are peddling. Now, um, 
Again, very, very few specifics here in terms of what would activate this, what it would look like. Uh, and I think that's how they like it, right? They want it vague. They want to be able to uh, basically do this whenever they want. Now, they make clear that this is partly to help implement the Agenda 2030, the UN Sustainable Development Goals. If you don't remember our episode that we did on that, go back and watch it. Uh, this is basically what the UN calls the Master Plan for Humanity. Uh, that's the, the head of the General Assembly who used that language, not me. Uh, and it's got these 17 goals that cover every single area of of your life, basically global communism, global technocracy. And uh, they're very open about the fact that this global emergency plan is to make sure that nothing can derail the implementation of the SDGs at the global level, the Sustainable Development Goals. Uh, the World Economic Forum obviously is a big part of that. Uh, and frankly, folks, you almost couldn't make this stuff up. And yet the Biden administration is supporting it. Um, you've got uh, Global Civil Society, all the front groups for the billionaires supporting it. You've got Bill Gates writing op-eds in the New York Times calling for this. And you've got all kinds of international organizations affiliated with the Rockefellers, affiliated, you know, these, these front groups for the billionaires, all coming together and saying, yes, we need the UN to take charge over global emergencies. Now, they only give two examples of emergencies that would require some sort of UN response like this. Uh, the first one was the COVID pandemic. Uh, and I thought that was a really interesting one to choose because, I mean, they almost couldn't have screwed it up worse, right? How, how could we forget that it was the World Health Organization that told us that COVID-19 is not spread uh, among humans, right? Um, yeah, they said that long enough to allow infected people from China to travel to every corner of the planet, ensuring that it would become a deadly global pandemic. Yeah, isn't that interesting? We should give them even more power, said no person with common sense ever. Uh, the other example that they use is the cost of living crisis that we saw in 2022, which, of course, was a direct result of the U.N.'s policies in dealing with the global pandemic. The World Health Organization, of course, suggested policies to governments around the world. Uh, and as you know, we did a, an episode on this recently, and we did one even last year about this World Health Organization plan to usurp all of this new power to oversee basically everything that involves health. Um, if there's a health emergency, they want to uh, have massive powers to dictate the response. They want to have uh, redistribution powers to redistribute vaccines and uh, preparedness products, things like this. Um, and the Biden administration is fully in support of this. So they're working on amendments to the international health regulations. They were working on the uh, international pandemic treaty. Now they're calling it the international pandemic accord because they know that's not going to get ratified by the U.S. Senate. They want it to be implemented worldwide. And so they're just now going to call it an accord so that Biden can sign it and we don't have to worry about the Senate ratifying it. Of course, it is still a treaty. But folks, uh, all of this stuff is outrageous. All of this stuff is incredibly dangerous. And you add to that the fact that the head of the World Health Organization, an actual communist Terrorist, right? Uh, he was on the Politburo of an ethno-Marxist communist terrorist organization called the Tigray People's Liberation Front. He was put in charge of the WHO with help from that CCP that we mentioned earlier, the most murderous entity that's ever existed. And he's been saying openly that uh, racism is a public health crisis, climate change is a public health crisis, gun violence is a public health crisis. In other words, everything is a public health crisis. So folks, what we're talking about here really is world government. And we just need to be crystal clear. This is a scheme. This is a recipe for world government. And um, if they get away with this, and right now the Biden administration it seems to be fully on board, um, it will mean the end of sovereignty, the end of individual liberty. Uh, and you know how the federal government does, right? We're under how many emergencies right now? Is it two dozen uh, national emergencies right now? We're constantly 
under a state of emergency. So how long will it be until the UN is constantly declaring emergencies so that they can oversee every aspect of life on this planet? This is a recipe for disaster. But it does not have to succeed. It is not set in stone. You viewers and listeners, if you're listening to us by podcast or on radio, you have the power to help stop this abomination in its tracks. Uh, one thing that you can do is get on the phone with your member of Congress. Uh, House Republicans currently control the House of Representatives. Nothing gets funded without permission from Kevin McCarthy and the Republican caucus in the U.S. House of Representatives. Of course, the Constitution says all bills for spending need to originate in the House. If House Republicans don't give money to the U.N., if House Republicans don't give money to the Biden administration to implement any of this stuff, none of it can happen. Okay, period, end of story. So that's one of the options available to us. Get on the phone, make a meeting with your congressman, make a meeting with your senators, get together with a group of other concerned, prominent citizens in your area and make crystal clear to them that this is unacceptable, it's unconstitutional, and it will not fly. Okay, simple enough to do. Uh, Another thing you can do is talk to your state elected officials. None of this happens without help from state and local governments, right? The federal government doesn't have the resources, the manpower, the equipment, the buildings necessary to implement something like this. If, say, 15, 20 states controlled by Republicans said, we're not going to listen, that's unconstitutional. We will not allow the UN to dictate our emergency response. We will not allow the UN to dictate our health policy. It's not going to happen, right? Period. And this is very simple, folks. Get a, a get a piece of legislation, find somebody to introduce it. All it has to say is no policy, directive, mandate originating from the United Nations or any subsidiary thereof, any WHO, anything else may uh, be implemented in this state. No state or local government employee, no state or local government resources may be used in implementing any mandate policy or directive coming from the United Nations or its uh, organizations like the WHO. Uh, Very, very simple, right? And that will protect your state uh, to a very large degree from this madness. And again, remember, all of this is unconstitutional. They don't have the constitutional authority to give away this power to the UN. They don't have this constitutional authority to exercise these powers in the first place, right? There's nothing in the Constitution that delegates these kinds of powers to Joe Biden or to the federal government. If the federal government doesn't have a power, they certainly cannot delegate that power to somebody else, right? The states never delegated those powers to the federal government. Therefore, the federal government cannot give those powers away. Even if hypothetically they were to get this ratified as a treaty, they can't do it. They don't have that power, right? The Supreme Court ruled in 1957, Reed versus Covert, that the federal government cannot expand its own powers merely by signing and ratifying a treaty. If they want to expand their powers, we have a process for that. It's in Article 5 of the Constitution. They can pass a constitutional amendment, which is very difficult to do by design. So, folks, don't fall for this. It's not inevitable. Americans can stop this if they try and... Um, you got to get busy, though. It's not going to stop itself. If you do nothing, if Americans do nothing, you can count on the fact that these schemes to build up U.N. emergency responses to hijack our government, our companies, etc., will continue to accelerate. I'm Alex Newman. This is Behind the Deep State. Thank you so much for tuning in. Go to thenewamerican.com for much more. Subscribe to the magazine and share this with your friends. Thanks again for watching. Till next time, God bless you all. You remember when everyone bought all the toilet paper? And they wanted me to wear these things. And someone invested a lot of money into this stuff. 
There's just too much bologna out there. At the New American, they cut through the bologna and give me the truth. Being informed is important, but being informed with the truth is essential. Visit thenewamerican.com for news you can trust.